Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Hello, welcome to the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm not speaking with just one, but two incredible rosacea advocates, Bethany Barnes and Catherine Locke of the Rosie Club, to commemorate April, which is Rosacea Awareness Month. They're the founding members of the Rosie Club Instagram account, and it's an account really to bring skin positivity, rosacea awareness, and share their personal experience with rosacea. Both of them have been living with rosacea for many years, and they share their daily skincare routines, they share their daily experiences and flare-ups. I started by asking the girls what they thought was the biggest misconception about rosacea. So I feel like the biggest misconception about rosacea is the fact that people say or they make comments, they go, oh, it's just red skin. Oh, you've just got sensitive skin. People tend to make the assumption that it's not that bad, whereas that's really not the case. Rosacea can be really severe and can actually be quite disabling in some cases. In fact, as we know, rosacea is a clinical skin condition in its own right. However, it's not often acknowledged or appreciated by the general public. I agree with Catherine. The misconception that we both discussed a lot is that it's not that bad. And family and friends saying, oh, it's not that bad. But some people on the internet, for instance, who know nothing about it, saying that is not only inaccurate, completely inaccurate, but it can be really damaging to us and to other people that suffer with it. Because rosacea doesn't only affect you physically. So it physically burns your skin in some cases, but it's also mentally and emotionally it affects your life. And non-professionals, people who don't know anything about skincare, who claim that rosacea is just red skin as Catherine said or accuse sufferers of being dramatic I have felt so guilty all my life growing up with this condition I've been told I should be thankful that it's not worse but whatever condition that you have whatever condition your skin is in you have a right to feel how you feel about it and that your feelings are valid you can feel how you feel you shouldn't it shouldn't be disputed or challenged by people on the internet That's really interesting. We recently did a podcast episode on toxic positivity and some of those exact statements came up in that podcast. So, you know, whether it's this misconception that people don't realize that it's a medical condition and it can Mm. cause a lot of distress for the person, but also is it this strange human behavior where they're trying to show empathy, but kind of missing the mark (laughs) a little bit as well? Yeah. So tell... Tell us what is rosacea, what causes it, triggers flare-ups from your own experience. So in general, rosacea is a genetic-based skin condition, but it's generally categorised by persistent redness and highly irritable skin around the facial area. Redness and symptoms of rosacea can vary within between individuals, and there's actually four different subtypes of rosacea. This kind of depends on what your redness is like, what your skin texture, what your skin texture is like, and where your rosacea is found on your face, whether that's your eyes, your nose, or mainly on your cheeks. 
although rosacea is passed on through genetics, just because one family member has it doesn't necessarily mean another will. Uh, for example, Beth has rosacea, but her mum doesn't, but both my mum and I do suffer from rosacea. Um, moreover, the causes of rosacea vary. For example, Beth and I, we've had rosacea our whole lives, but many women develop after pregnancy. That's an example, sorry. Many women develop it after pregnancy, such as my mum, and lots of people develop it later on in life in their mid-50s or after the menopause. However, although I've mentioned the menopause and pregnancy, this doesn't necessarily, this doesn't mean that rosacea is just about women. Men also suffer from rosacea. In fact, some studies have revealed that men are twice as likely to suffer from type 3 rosacea, which refers to the swelling and inflammation of the nose area and the hardening of the skin. Additionally to genetics, if we're talking about flare-ups, for instance, flare-ups can be caused by, oh my goodness, a variety of factors. Um, some of the most common ones are stress, embarrassment, alcohol, spicy foods, weather, like extremities of cold or heat, exercise and chemicals within skincare products that can cause flare-ups and allergic reactions. Our triggers, it is important to note that our triggers are as unique as we are. They are completely, completely individual. And so, for example, stress is a key trigger for both Catherine and I. So our faces can flare up at the slightest embarrassing moment or in the heat of an argument, for instance. However, where we differ is that Catherine experiences more adverse effects from alcohol. So if she's drinking alcohol, she will have flare-ups, or if it, alcohol is used in her skincare products, it will make her skin flare. Whereas for me, my biggest would probably be a sensitivity to colder weather or really extreme temperatures, so extreme cold or extreme heat. So basically our triggers are as unique as our skin types are, which is no surprise. Yeah, that's really interesting and difficult for someone that may have just been diagnosed or maybe they're not yet diagnosed with rosacea because yeah. they might not correlate whatever that trigger is with what's happening with their skin. And if they're not aware that they've got rosacea, it, it could be quite uh, confusing. Like this is completely random, but in mm. fact, <laughs> it is caused from a specific trigger. So tell us more about your stories. So I've always suffered from extremely, extremely sensitive skin. Even as a baby, my mum couldn't use certain work wipes on me because she just had this chronic fear that I would come up in this red rash, especially all over my face. But just before puberty, I and my family noticed that I had a lot of persistent redness on my face and I would flare up quite often. But nobody in my family knew what rosacea was. Nobody had ever heard of it at that point. So at that time, everyone just said, oh, Kathleen, just got a bit of sensitive skin. Just use hypoallergenic skincare products. You'll be fine. But that really didn't help because all throughout my teen years, I constantly battled with my skin and I was always on the hunt for the right products. And even if I didn't have an, what I thought was an allergic reaction straight away, I often developed an allergic reaction over time, which meant anything that I thought was suitable for my skin would kind of blow up and come back in my face, which was just not ideal. It was actually only when I met Beth five years ago and I spoke to her about her rosy skin and she told me about rosacea and I came to realize that I must have this too. And from there, I learned that I had suffered from type one rosacea. And this really helped explain not only my flare ups, but also my textured skin and the way that I've got quite abnormally large pores on my nose and my cheeks. 
So since then, I've just learned more about my skin, what works for me, the products, and also my triggers. And that really helps me navigate life a lot easier. Mm, uh, Similar to Catherine, actually, I also have type 1 rosacea, but my symptoms differ to hers in that my skin's texture is quite, it's quite smooth generally, but I do suffer with persistent redness that's pretty much 24 hours a day. I've had it all my life, just like Catherine, as long as I can remember I remember pictures of me when I was little with really big rosy cheeks and it was kind of cute. But then I thought I've outgrown this cuteness now. And I I felt like I suffered with confidence as I entered my teen years. So as much as my skin is normal to those around me who I love and, and my friends and Catherine, it remains a major cause of anxiety for me in terms of relationships and meeting new people. So I've had a really emotional journey with rosacea it's not this is not a generalization by any means as lots of rosacea sufferers will not experience a severe emotional reaction like I did but I would say personally my skin has been probably one of the main contributors to my anxiety and the stress in my life and that's that's just my reality the pressure it has put on my relationship with my family and friends the strain it's put on my mental health is is exhausting it's really exhausting but this is not obviously as I say a universally felt experience you're not necessarily destined to suffer if you have rosacea not at all but it is okay if you do I want to make that clear that it's okay to not feel good enough and it's okay to sometimes hate your skin because we're as you mentioned in your previous podcast about toxic positivity there's this sense of I must love my skin and I must love myself and it just it can become really overwhelming and it's okay to feel vulnerable and to have those sad days but recently with Catherine's help I must say I've come to terms with it. I found beauty in it and I'm really working pretty much every day on self-love and self-acceptance, but it is an ongoing journey. It's not something you achieve. It's not something that it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a journey and we're all on it. And I feel like with Catherine's help, yeah, I I kind of, I can navigate and I know where I'm going now. So that's Mm. good. So wonderful that you've both found each other. And Beth, that's so challenging (laughs) because you mentioned that one of your triggers is stress. So, you know, (laughs) this, I'm stressed about my skin, I get a flare up, you know, I'm feeling challenged with my relationships, I get a flare up. It's like this, like this cycle that would be really vicious cycle cycle that would be really (laughs) difficult to to navigate. And then I can imagine that kind of anger towards yourself, like stop being angry about your skin, stop being stressed about your skin, you're just making it worse. So Mm. it's just Mm. this circle. It's really fantastic to hear that you've been able to kind of find your tribe and through that you're you know you're finding ways to really reduce that stress on yourself as well so tell me both of you were diagnosed at different times but tell me how your lives changed after the diagnosis because obviously before it's like what what is this what's this trigger this is kind of random but then Mm. often after you get a diagnosis especially if it's the correct one you can start implementing changes in your life but sometimes that can be a challenge in itself because then you have to accept kind of what you've been given as well. Yeah, well, this one's actually quite an interesting one because neither Beth or I have ever had a formal diagnosis from a GP or a dermatologist. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, it was only in my early 20s that I, I even learned what rosacea was. As a young person and as a teenager, I was kind of made to feel that my skin condition wasn't serious enough to seek professional help. People just went, oh, Catherine, you've got you've got sensitive skin. Don't waste a doctor's time with that kind of like pish posh kind of style. Um, however, when I learned that I had rosacea and I learned that it was type one, that was really beneficial for me because that label helped me personally seek the appropriate skincare that I needed. It helped me narrow down my product range, which in itself 
was fantastic because that meant I was finding less things that I was allergic or reactive to. So my skin improved in general, which was amazing. But I also felt like learning that I had something called rosacea and having a label to that, I found incredibly validating. In social situations, it made a lot of things easier because before I had rosacea, I would get red or I'd get embarrassed and people would be like, whoa, are you, are you okay? Like your skin is so red and I'd have to go, um, yeah, I just, it's just me. And then my skin would get even more red, but now I've got rosacea. And so someone says, oh, Catherine, your skin's a bit red. You all good? And I go, oh yeah, don't worry about it. It's just my rosacea. It's pretty chill. It's pretty natural. Just ignore it. It's just a bit of me now. And that's really helped with my confidence and it's really helped me own my skin as well, which has been fantastic. So knowing what rosacea is and having that awareness around it. I just hope other people, if they haven't already got a diagnosis, get it as soon as possible because it's not only, it's physically good because it helps your skin, but it's socially and emotionally important as well, knowing that that's a part of you and you can deal with it in different ways. Yeah, um, I agree with that completely. Um, So as Catherine said, I, I didn't have a formal diagnosis either. I went to the doctor, I did go to the doctor as a teenager but kind of like Catherine, I wasn't taken seriously by the GP. I was turned away on account of being too dramatic and the fact that it was just sensitive skin and it, I'm sure it'll go away and, and all that malarkey. So I had to basically figure it out for myself. I extensively researched. I was on Google every day. I was looking at forums. I exhausted every material and every term that could possibly exist I was on the internet for just years basically it took years and I finally found the term rosacea and when I was reading about it and looking at pictures I feel like everything fell into place and it suddenly made sense and I didn't feel as alone anymore one thing that I think Catherine and I would agree on is that the the lack of understanding about rosacea and the the lack of support therefore is is problematic for us and for other people who don't necessarily know that they have it yet not only does that lead to misdiagnosis for instance you could misinterpret rosacea as acne if you have pustules or if you have texture uh, but it can make you feel completely alone in your worries so just because we don't see many red-skinned faces just because we don't see much rosacea on social media for instance it doesn't mean that rosacea doesn't exist or isn't common because you feel very alone like well, I'm seeing a lot of acne positivity, which is fantastic, but I don't see skin like mine. So you think, oh, I'm the only person suffering from this, but it is so common. And yeah, basically you're not alone. It is so common. And because the majority of rosacea sufferers are women, we have this Mm. great thing called makeup, which, you know, in the earlier stages of rosacea, makeup and concealers can really reduce that redness. So maybe you see textural changes through the makeup, but you're not necessarily seeing women walk down the street with redness on their cheeks because they've got a great concealer. Where Mm. when you see a man and generally you'll notice a man that is more mature of age with quite Mm. aggressive rosacea, they look like completely different skin conditions, which is quite, you know, interesting, but there's just these different stages. Now Mm. I'd like to talk about rosacea in terms of internal health. Some say that it is a bit of a radar of internal health. So talk about how your daily routine, food intake and activities have changed after you've found out you've had rosacea, apart from those like really obvious triggers, what other Mm. things have changed for you? 
I think that's interesting. Um, obviously, we, as we've said, we ha- we didn't have a formal diagnosis, but around the time we kind of recognised that we were different, I would call that my diagnosis. Um, I was always aware of the impact that certain triggers, and obviously we refer to them as triggers now. I didn't know they were triggers at that point as a teenager, but I was always aware the impact of different things that are now triggers that they had on my skin. So before I even discovered the term rosacea as a teenager, I altered my life accordingly to avoid setting my skin off so for instance I would completely avoid exercise I wouldn't I would go to the if I did go to the gym by chance I would go in a full face of makeup so to not draw attention to myself if I went running full face of makeup I mean masks have been brilliant at the moment because you could you can go out without makeup there's not that concern but when I was younger I didn't drink I did not drink for the better part of five or six years because I thought that if I drank too much alcohol it would flare up and if I was at a party I didn't want to appear unattractive because that's how I perceived myself I would never leave the house without makeup and I still do struggle to that to this day but spontaneity and last minute plans were completely out of the question for me I had to have a plan I had to have a structure to my day and my skincare routine and my makeup routine was very much the most important part of my day and I could not leave the house without makeup but that being said I feel like that's kind of changed now Um, as I've become an adult I've got to the stage where I just couldn't allow my rosacea to determine how I would live my life I'm an actress um, and a singer and so I I do a lot of theatre work and also film and I had this kind of revelation today um, that when I'm playing different characters my characters don't care the way they don't care about their skin they don't care about how they look because I'm playing someone else and they've got their story so why should I be so concerned about my skin and why should I be so self-conscious when I'm entering into an industry that is very very visual and is very dependent on how you look and so I just had to kind of quickly come to terms with it and just think right Beth I'm going to accept this Uh, I'm not going to change my life I adore makeup and I, I find it not I don't find that I'm hiding behind it, but that it helps me to express myself. But I'm actively ensuring now that I don't allow my skin to hold me back. I don't allow it to hinder me from any opportunities or scare me into living my life in a lesser way um, because I, I don't want it to effectively rule my life. I really love that note about not letting it rule your life because something that I've found personally is even though I know my rosacea and I know my triggers and that has influenced me in some respects, I haven't changed a lot, to be honest. For example, outdoor sports such as windsurfing and hiking are my favourite things to do. It's in my spare time, it's everything and everything to me. I love it. But with windsurfing and with hiking, you're often faced with a lot of wind, rain and harsh colds, which is just the perfect recipe for a flare-up. But I just kind of said to myself, well, I'm not going to stop doing these things just because of my skin. Yes, a flare up is uncomfortable. And yes, it doesn't look particularly attractive to me a lot of the time. But that's not worth me stopping doing the things that I love in life. I guess if there's something that I've changed in that respect, it'd just be I tend to do a lot of over explaining in social situations I'll be going on a long windy walk on the beach with my friends and I'll be like guys you know just before this happens I need to let you know I'm going to tell you right now my skin's going to get red it's going to get a bit weird but we're going to ignore it it's just my rosacea it's fine it's chill just don't worry and I would probably say just over explaining those things and just getting a bit awkward in social situations it's just how I tend to deal with things at the moment just so people aren't taken by shock and if I say it before they say anything I find it's kind of okay 
But I really stand by with the fact that you shouldn't let your rosacea or any skin condition for that matter, whether that's eczema or acne or anything else, you shouldn't let that censor your life. We should instead, I feel like it would be far more productive instead of stopping things because of our skincare, we should actually actively work towards normalizing normal skin. And that's something that Beth and I have been absolutely overwhelmed with since joining the skincare community. It's been wonderful just normalizing normal skin, raising rosacea awareness, and just saying to people like, don't let this rule your life, let it be a part of your life. And that in itself, I think is really beautiful. Yeah, I really love that, Catherine, and the choice of words of normalizing normal skin, and not necessarily making it like positive. Because again, I think that kind of skin positivity, body positivity is beautiful. It's a a wonderful movement. But at the same time, it can create this kind of stigma that I should be positive all the time. And the thing is, it's not, let's just normalize it because that's in fact, what, what, what's important is that we're normalizing all the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything in between. So I really like that you mentioned that now, Mm. both of you had rosacea from a very young age, and you also went through puberty in your teenage years. Something that we see in our teenage years is acne. And some people have described rosacea if they do have pustules as a stubborn type acne. And it just doesn't leave after your teenage years and can have different flare-ups during different times of your life. What was your experience during this time? Well, I feel like, because rosacea does tend to stay with you your whole life. And in fact, it actually tends to get more severe with age. So personally, I worry about how worse or how more severe my skin is going to get in the future and how I'm going to look as I get older. I would kind of say the feeling of rosacea isn't limited to that physical burning sensation on your skin. The feeling of rosacea is also about the fear or the worry of a future flare up and how I'm going to take care of my skin in the future. Something I've very recently been thinking about is how as someone with rosacea, I've got to use incredibly sensitive skin products and that's good. I've learned how to use them and I've learned how to almost control a lot of my flare ups. However, those products don't equip me for dealing to dealing with breakouts or spots And more so, they're not very good for anti-aging a lot of the time Um, in my mid-20s at the moment. And people are saying, Catherine, it's time to start using retinol. You've got to think about those fine lines and all that aging. And (laughs) one, that's a bit of a stress anyway, to be honest, as much as I like to think I want to age with grace and everything like that. It is a bit of a worry, but it's more so I am fully aware that retinol isn't very appropriate for my rosacea skin. Um, just because of the sensitivity the high how highly irritable it is and it just doesn't seem like a good combo I'm sure there probably are ways to use it but it's just something I'm very anxious of so I feel like with age and living with rosacea and what it feels like a lot of the rosacea is that fear and the anxiety of not only just oh my goodness, I'm going to be embarrassed because I've got a flare up, but it's also the worry of I've got other skin concerns other than the redness, other than the texture of my skin. And I don't feel like I can combat this effectively because if I do that, it'll be to the detriment of my redness and of my rosy cheeks. That's perfectly put. I wouldn't add anything to that at all. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Perfect. Now, tell us about the Rosie Club. How did it start? (laughs) It is a lovely story, but also it's partly an anxious story on my part. 
So the Rosie Club began uh, when I was, it was so, it must've been about two months ago now. And I was out, I decided to go out and walk with my mum. It was really sunny, but deceptively cold. And I didn't realise how cold it was until I went outside. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to bother with makeup. It'll be fine. I'm just walking around the block. Like nobody's going to see me. It's fine. But when I went out, it was so windy and so cold. I was aware that my cheeks started burning, but it was it was painful. It, I think it crossed a barrier. Um, it wasn't just visual and aesthetically really red, but it was also incredibly painful for me. And it started to cause a rift between me and my mum. I was very, very cold. I was snapping at her and she just couldn't understand how I, I couldn't see what she saw, that she thought, I was, I was, oh, you're beautiful, Beth. And I'd grown up with this family that just accepted my skin because it was just Beth's skin. And she was getting angry at me and I was getting angry at her because she didn't understand and I was like I wish I had your skin you know you have no idea what I'm going through and we just argued and argued and I stormed home I locked myself in my room and I cried for about five or six hours I was just so angry and I was looking at myself in the mirror and wishing I could be anyone other than myself I thought why have I been cursed with this skin and after about six hours uh, you know, I didn't think I could cry anymore. I thought this is, you know, my tears, I've exhausted all my tears now. And I thought something's got to change because I can't live like this. I can't live perpetually anxious. I can't live in this state of just waiting for a flare up and for it to affect relationships with um, future boyfriends or girlfriends. I was so worried about my skin that it was taking over my life. And I thought something's got to change. And I don't know, I, I don't know whether it was the universe, I don't know whether it was fate, but something told me just text Catherine because I knew that Catherine had rosacea with me and I knew that she would be the one person that would understand. So I told her about it and I said, I want to do something. I want to do something that kind of encapsulates all these issues but I want to make it positive I want to maybe start a page or something and it was just like I didn't I had a, a slight idea and then Catherine came back and she was like yeah we could do a page and she was so up for it I thought okay let's I honestly did not envision it to become what it is now I had no idea what we would create I thought maybe we'd get you know friends would follow it we get like 50 followers and we'd occasionally post pictures of our skin but I, I, I wanted to take back that the loss of confidence I wanted to own my skin and be proud of my skin and I had no idea what it would become but I now get I find myself getting excited when my skin flares up because I think oh I could take a picture for the Rosie Club and it's it's just kind of repurposed it into something incredibly positive and a little little over a month later I can't believe where we've ended up I don't know if you want to add anything to that Catherine yeah just basically when Beth came to me with the idea I was I was just so excited I personally always felt like there was needed to be more rosacea awareness but not from just my experience but hearing Beth talk about it in the past and I just thought yes let's do this and also I just thought it had so much potential to help people um, it's really funny because at first we were kind of umming and ahhing, like, oh, it'll be it'll be something fun to do while we're both on furlough during UK lockdown. <laughs> and now it's just it's so big, bright, and bold, and it just looks like it can lead on to so much, which is just utterly exciting. Just so ever since that first weekend when Beth threw the idea to me, we just started spitballing, we started brainstorming and we it was all just a bit of a whirlwind really and we got the page together and then as soon as that page was kind of launched just the amount of positivity and the sense of community and the kindness and just everything was completely overwhelming but utterly utterly heartwarming it was wonderful and it's just 
it's just lovely because I feel like we're just at the start of a really wonderful rosy journey (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much skin sisters how great that you've been able to start this together and also also that notion of being able to like repurpose you know when you're having flare-up it's like I'm not going to stay in my bedroom or cry or I might but I'm going to take a photo and also (laughs) share my journey with other people that may be feeling the same and let's kind of feel this together and go through this together and the ups and downs and the roller coaster rides so it's just so awesome and isn't it incredible the things that come out of lockdown (laughs) absolutely So for anyone that is listening, make sure you join the Rosie Club. If you've got any friends, sisters, mums, nieces, daughters that have rosacea, definitely follow and, you know, start learning and start joining in with the community. It's a great conversation to have. Ladies, I'd love to know, we've talked extensively kind of about how careful you've been with your skin and your triggers. What are some of your favourite and must-have skincare products? Oh, yes, I have an amazing one. So for me, I love the Mario Badescu range. I hope I'm saying that correctly, um, but it was it's a wonderful range. I have the facial spray. It's like a rose water and aloe facial spray. I find it really calming. It has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties, which is really good for flare-ups. So when I'm having a flare-up and my skin is incredibly hot, or actually it does work over makeup too, I found, which is an absolute lifesaver for people who wear makeup. But if you're having a flare-up like me, I just just a few spritz and I'll have a handheld fan and I can get my flare-up kind of under control in about 10 to 15 minutes, which is wonderful for me um, and great in terms of if I need to go somewhere and I'm having a panic attack, I can just go, right, 15 minutes, that's all I need. Need, which is great. Another product Catherine and I love that we share actually is the Clinique anti-redness solutions range. I have the day cream and I think she has another one which she'll elaborate on. I find it it's kind of green tinted which counterbalances red skin. It's not a solution like it won't completely cover but it's really hydrating especially if people have drier skin um, but it also works for oily in combination too but Catherine do you want to add anything to that about Clinique? Yeah, I mean, I have incredibly oily skin, but I find that that um, normal day cream is actually still perfect for me. It's wonderful. But in addition to that, uh, the solutions range have also got an SPF, which is quite thick and it's green. And that's wonderful because that doesn't only protect your skin, which is so important. It helps like kind of mute the redness of my skin, which is wonderful. I actually tend to mix the two together because it's just like chef's kiss perfect combo to me but it's actually also anti-pollution which is incredible because Beth and I are normally either like running around Birmingham or London or wherever we are living our busy lives so it's always it's a fantastic one to have especially if you're city living where there's actually quite a lot of soot and dirt which we also need to make sure is out of our skin out of our pores so I love it for that reason as well Other than that, I feel like I've got one which is, I don't want to say miracle-like cure because it hasn't cured my rosacea, but oh my goodness, it has changed my life. So everybody's talking about the ordinary products at the moment. People are talking about ordinary products left, right and and centre. So just before Christmas, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. I'm going to ask my mum for something for Christmas. And she got me the 100% rosehip seed oil. 
and it's just it's just beautiful it's an absolute vital part of my nighttime routine now and it's got wonderful anti-inflammatory properties it is the perfect thing if I'm having a severe reaction to something which I did the other day I tried this new face mask and honestly it felt like I put deep heat on my face so I rubbed took it off and all of a sudden I was like okay get the rose hip seed oil out smothered it on my face got my jade roller and oh it was it is perfection that's a 10 out of 10 recommends for me personally it's just <laughs> wonderful it's cooling it's soothing and it really helps with my skin texture as well texture as well which is always um a concern for me as well and you'll also be very pleased to know that rosehip oil is a very good source of vitamin a Oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Wonderful. Glad nice. I'm getting my Get vitamins in. <laughs> That's right. So maybe you found a, a source of vitamin A that works for your skin, which is fab. So I love those mm-hmm. recommendations. Now, so tell us what are some of your favorite community moments of the Rosie Club thus far? <laughs> well, in general, we've just had so much kindness and positivity every single day, which is so wonderful. But I feel like one of my definite favorite moments is on the occasion when we get a man reach out to the Rosie Club. Sometimes we'll get a DM and someone be like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm a boy and I've got rosacea. Can I join the club? Or hi, I'm this person and I've got rosacea. Do you have any product rec- recommendations? And it's just, it's just brilliant because so often skincare is kind of wrapped up in the beauty and the cosmetic industry and Mm -hmm. a lot of men feel like that's not accessible for them because of problems like toxic masculinity and other issues as well but one thing that we really like to remember and tell our followers a lot of the time is skincare is healthcare people tend to forget that your skin is your largest organ on your body and it is absolutely vital that you look after it you need to be taking your skincare seriously and skincare is for absolutely everyone it doesn't matter about your sex or your gender like everybody needs to take care of their skin so when we find men that have almost the courage to reach out and say hi Mm. this is the concern can we talk about this it's really fantastic so I just feel like it's such a positive move in the right direction for the skin positivity movement and lots of other things as well you know and me and Beth have spoken about some of the our nearest and dearest men in our lives Mm. we've seen a really positive transformation in them recently since starting the Rosie Club a lot of them seem more confident and they're just oozing positivity and they're just radiating just wonderfulness basically and we've (laughs) had conversations with them and they've said that a lot of that's to do with the work and the content we're doing and just the conversations that we're having so that's yeah that's definitely a big one for me personally is just men reaching out and being brilliant basically skincare is healthcare I love that Catherine yeah Mm. I agree and also for me I agree with that. First of all, Uh, I've noticed big changes in my brother and my dad, uh, as well as the women in my life as well. And that's been really important to me because skincare is healthcare. Absolutely. Catherine came up with that phrase and I've just fallen in love with it. But another community moment that I found incredible was um, recently I was, for want of a better word, unlucky to have a very severe panic attack anxiety attack recently um, which is something I'm working through but it was an amalgamation of, of lots of different things crashing down at me at once and it was very overwhelming and I felt like I was suffocating and I had a really really bad anxiety attack about a week ago I was actually scheduled to post on our Rosie Club 
the day of or the day after. And it was funnily enough, a post entitled, don't let your mind bully your body. And as much as every part of me was desperate to run away and tell Catherine, Catherine, you post, I need you to post, I can't do it. I tried to take the advice that I was, we were telling to our followers and stop bullying myself and stop using incredibly hateful rhetoric and bullying myself. And I decided to say to Catherine, can I post about what's just happened to me? Can I post about my anxiety? Or is that not what we're doing as a page? And she said, yeah, go for it. Let's be honest. I support you. And her support is just everything. So with her support, we changed the caption on that post. And I opened up about what had just happened with my anxiety attack. We had the most overwhelming response. It was just, I've never seen kindness like it. The kindness was completely unmatched, not only by our followers, but also by the wider community. And we had a bunch of follows afterwards. And I just felt, like I was having this incredible encapsulating hug from this community and we had been welcomed and we had people coming back saying, that's happened to me too. I am really anxious. I don't know how to cope with this in the pandemic. And you just felt again, like you weren't alone. So that platform was so, so happy that our forum and our page have become a place of honesty and just acceptance and being united and looking after one another that was really important but um, equally more of a fun topic we've started doing reels recently which is very exciting uh, Catherine is very creative and she decided to do a reel because Instagram are pushing them at the moment and we decided to hop on the trend and um, so Catherine made a reel recently about a, a haul that she did of lots of lovely products and it traveled from like 10 views to a thousand views to almost 2000 views in no time. And we were absolutely elated. We couldn't believe it because then suddenly we were gaining so many more followers and it was just, it was ph phenomenal the way that it happened. And we're excited to do more of those, but that was considering we've only been around for a month and a half. There aren't too many community moments yet. We hope there'll be so many more in the future, but just the, the reach that our page has had in such a short space of time has been absolutely insane. We couldn't have hoped for better. That's so wonderful. And it just shows that it's needed, isn't it, to have a yeah. conversation about rosacea for, you know, young women, because it is a disease that affects women, you know, the majority of time, although men as well, which is great to hear that they're also receiving <laughs> some of, you know, those good kind of elements and that good community vibe as well. So tell us about some advice that you have felt that has been great for you, supportive of you who experiences rosacea, perhaps three pieces. So I feel like firstly, briefly just mentioned it is skincare is healthcare. Repeat after me, people, skincare is healthcare. <laughs> say it in the evening, say it in the day. Don't, if you've got a skin concern, don't brush it off. If you're concerned about rosacea, don't ignore it ignoring it or trying to trying to treat it with beauty products or cosmetic company things they can be fantastic these products are wonderful but therefore something else you know those things aren't necessarily skincare and we've got to be really vigilant at what we're putting on our skin and how we're taking care of our skin is of the utmost importance that we take our skincare seriously i feel like especially with social media it's so easy to see something and it says, this is the newest clay mask. This takes all of your blackheads out. And these beauty fads and these fashion trends are nonstop. They're relentless. And you see them. And even as somebody that's reasonably well-educated about skincare, I see them and I get sucked in. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's for me. I'm going to pay all of my money and it's <laughs> going to fix my skin. Whereas that isn't the case. In fact, it's probably going to do more damage to my skin. It's not for me. It's 
you've just got to be really careful basically so just be vigilant and take your skin seriously and skincare is healthcare (laughs) (laughs) additionally to that probably our second piece of advice would be to remember to always remember that your skin is unique we've mentioned this before but skincare is entirely individual and personal to you and as Catherine's just perfectly put we can be so tempted online to follow advice by influencers and micro influencers who claim their holy grail product will work for everyone but that's not necessarily the case all of the time skincare isn't necessarily universal equally just because you have rosacea or or acne, for instance, or eczema, whatever skin condition you have, it doesn't mean that everyone's story is going to be like yours. And my story is different to Catherine's, is different to yours, Marnie is different to everyone's, is different to everyone's family. Everyone has a different path. And it's not, skincare isn't a one size fits all. That's probably what I'd say. And I wish, I guess when you said pieces of advice that we had heard in the past, I actually wish that I'd heard this, something that, Catherine and I have agreed on I wish that I'd heard this when I was younger it might have made all the difference when I was a teenager but I'm glad that I know it now don't listen to unsolicited advice and don't be swayed by unsolicited advice you know what's best for you and hearing people's comments on your skin when they know nothing about you and nothing they they don't know how to live like you they don't know what it's like to be in your skin in your brain probably yeah basically that's what I wish I've known don't listen to other people and preaching at you you know what's best for you and equally actually going on to the third one you're not defined by your skin I know that we have talked a lot about skin and and appearance but that's not the be all and end all um you shouldn't necessarily be defined by your skin and your skin problems your skin's really really important and it is an organ and you have to keep it healthy but you're so much more than the imperfections on your skin it's more than skin deep you are a human with a soul and a mind and not just a body and you're capable of incredible amazing unbelievable things you're not designed or for unhappiness for instance just because your skin isn't perfect just because you don't look like a celebrity or you don't look like an influencer who might edit their pictures for instance just because you don't fit the mold of what it is to be conventionally attractive it doesn't mean that you can't be happy so yeah I would say you're not defined by your skin skin isn't everything and also just on that note that there's so much more to life than than skin like as you just said Beth mm-hmm. but just your experiences like don't hold back because of your skin and don't miss out on life on account for your rosacea or any other problem that you have so yeah I feel like that would be our three skincare is healthcare your skin is unique and it's personal to you and you're not defined by your skin no matter how it looks or how it feels Wonderful advice. Thank you for sharing, ladies. Thank you. So what's next for the Rosie Club? Ooh. <laughs> okay, so me and Beth just love being creative 24-7. So it's been really exciting. We've just been getting into our digital art and we've even had the idea of putting some of our digital art onto tote bags. Um, so with that, we thought with all of the followers growing, we're thinking of doing a giveaway. So that's really exciting. We've got a really cute little bundle of gifts that we're going to be giving away at a thousand followers, which is near approaching. So we've got all of the followers to vote on their favorite tote bags. We've been doing some really fun polls. So we've got that in the future, but we're just keeping creative, seeing where it goes. And yeah, it's good. <laughs> I think think what Catherine actually mentioned earlier, we didn't intend for this page. We didn't intend for followers. We didn't start it with the intention of getting any 
sort of fame from it or money from it. it. It was never designed to be that. It was always designed to provide support for people who are suffering with rosacea, as well as the wider skincare community. And ultimately, I think Catherine would agree, we just want to create and continue to create a safe space of sharing advice and information um, and just support for people. Uh, potentially, we were thinking in the future of sharing other people's stories. So perhaps having different accounts and different rosacea sufferers uh, featuring on our page and sharing their stories so that it doesn't just become repetitive of Catherine and I's face all the time um, but we just we want to make sure that skin concerns are being voiced and that that's okay and that they should not be silenced because we just want to make sure that people with rosacea their voices are being heard ultimately yes I love that you've I think the Rosie Club has a very bright future and just from <laughs> our experience with Derm Health Co um, sharing stories and people with lived experience has been some of the most popular and well-received content that we've shared. So if that's anything to go by, then I'm sure that your community would love to hear more about the stories of people that live with rosacea every day. Where can people find more about the Rosie Club and the work that you're doing? So people can find us and they can contact us on Instagram. Our handle is at the full stop Rosie full stop club, the Rosie Club. <laughs> if you feel like you've listened you're listening to this and you feel like you might have rosacea and you've always suspected it or even if you don't even if uh, someone that you love has had it or you're just really intrigued by morbid curiosity and you just want to talk our inbox is always open we have uh, we are flooded with dms all the time and we're we just want to say that we're here for you and to answer any questions that you might have well it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both so thank you so much for coming on the show and yeah thank you all the best thank you so much for having us it's been absolutely wonderful what a great conversation. I had so much fun speaking with Catherine and Bethany about their journey with rosacea and starting the Rosie Club. I hope you really enjoyed that conversation and it may have even encouraged you to share your experiences and your voice with your own skin journey. Until next time, be skin powered.